0: All right, a reading from Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. And then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I too may also go and pay him homage. And when they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that had been rising, the one they had seen, until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and they paid him homage. They opened up their treasure chests and they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Friends, please join me in a spirit of prayer. Holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each and every one of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. For you, O God, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So one of my favorite Christmas carols growing up was We Three Kings. And I loved how deeply my congregation that I grew up would echo the sounds of the organ in this familiar and distinctively Christmas time tune. But as with a number of songs that resonated with me and with wider culture and still do, This one turned out to be not particularly accurate, the more that I studied about these supposed three kings traveling so far and bearing gifts. And so I hope that you will still sing out with joy if this is a song that brings joy to you, but sometimes knowing the background can help us to grow and mature in the more nuanced parts of our faith. So in Matthew's story of the Magi, What's, which is the scripture that we just read, these magi who are in conversation with Herod and then go out and follow the star and find Jesus. In that scripture, there are not, in fact, three kings traveling so far and bearing gifts. Rather, in this particular scripture that we read this morning, there are two kings, and they are named kings. Shout it out. Do you know what the two kings are in this story? King Herod and Jesus, the king of the Jews. They are not the magi. The two kings in this story are King Herod and Jesus. And so the magi are not, in fact, kings at all. They are instead these wise scholars. They're thinkers, they're readers, they're learners. And part of what they do during their day-to-day life is study the stars. And they look for signs and symbols and omens, and wisdom that they might take from the stars. And they take that work very seriously. And that is their vocation. They are not, in fact, kings. And to complicate this favorite carol just a little bit more, we don't really know if there were three of these magi, or perhaps fewer, or perhaps more. Even though most Christmas cards show three, and most (coughs) nativity sets come with these three magi, one for each gift, we don't actually know exactly how many there are. But we do know that scripture speaks to these three gifts. And so perhaps there's a Magi holding each gift or perhaps it's a trunk that they carry together. Perhaps some carried two and some none. We don't quite know and that's where part of the mystery and the joy of learning and thinking about this and imagining together might come in. And so these three gifts that they carried to this place where Jesus was, the gifts themselves though we don't know how many people carried each one of them, are really interesting because of what they foreshadow in the life of Jesus. These are not practical gifts for an infant. This is not what anybody I know has ever registered for on a baby (laughs) registry. I guarantee you that modern-day Mary is wondering where the diapers and the swaddlers and the coupon for babysitting is. These are symbolic gifts. These are heavily symbolic gifts in the context of Christ's birth and life and death. So the first gift that's given is gold, which is symbolic because it's for a king. The second gift that's given is frankincense, and that's symbolic because it is for a priest. And the third one is the one that might put us a little bit on edge, and that's myrrh. And when we read about myrrh in the Bible, we read about myrrh being mixed with wine at Jesus' crucifixion. And we read about myrrh being mixed with aloes to treat Jesus' body after death. And so in this story of the Magi visiting this infant Jesus, there's actually this glimpse into the whole life of Christ and where this figure is going. As a king, as a priest, and as one who will eventually suffer and die. And last week in church, we read about King Herod and the slaughter of the innocents, this plot to eradicate the baby Jesus. And this week, in a subtler way, through this story of the Magi, we see again the symbolism of these three gifts, the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh, and the ways in which those gifts and this plot of the Magi going to visit Jesus are talking to us about how Jesus was a threat to the powers that be, a threat to King Herod, even when still in a manger. So the actual number of kings in the story is two, And they aren't the We Three Kings from the carol. And the gift bearers, they are actually these star-following magi. But there's another part of the song to pay attention to as well. And I always loved this part as a child because I could feel the congregation take that collective inhale of a breath right before the O, Right before the O, star of wonder, star of night. And these rest of these words in this verse are pretty interesting. O star of wonder, star of night, star with royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding, guide us with thy perfect light. And perhaps these are the ones that might be the most accurate in the carol. This is a verse about being guided as the Magi by a sacred star, being guided for them by something that they were very familiar with. In this case, the stars are the magi's tool of their trade. It's a regular part of their vocation. And so the magi in this case are being guided by familiar things towards greater attunement with the sacred. The magi use the stars to find their way closer to God in a manger. And we too can do that, can't we? We can use the tools of our trade, the things that are familiar with us, and use them as a way to guide us closer to sacred attunement. We can use, perhaps, the flowers in our flower gardens, or the books that we read regularly, the music that we might play, the ways in which the things that are regular in our life can be used to bring us closer into attunement with what is sacred, a channel for greater attunement. So I invite you to think of these familiar aspects of your day-to-day life perhaps as a star for you, a thing to follow to bring you closer to God. Try on what it might feel like to consider these parts of your life your stars, that which guide you to the sacred as the Magi followed their stars to Jesus. And one thing to think about is how the symbolism in that story had a lot to do with what we think about this um these magi following these stars it has to do with that and so one thing that i'm going to invite you to do later on in the service is to take a word called a star word which we have up here and ucc congregations all over the place are doing this this morning it's a fun way to think about how we might be guided by familiar things sometimes just familiar words as clues and symbols to help us get closer in touch with god And so now, as a part of this Epiphany Sunday, I'm going to invite up our own Lisa Haley, who is going to offer some special music for us this morning, a time to reflect, to pray, and to be open to the Spirit. I know. And Jeremiah will be accompanying.
1: Some glasses on, I only have my reading boxes, so those are Blair, which is good. They're two songs, because the Reverend asked me to, and I'm so honored to, because this is a great church. So, <clears throat> this is a song written by Mindy Smith, I'll Come to Jesus. say the same thing. So I could be just hopping on that. But um with wrote this. It's called Field of Gold. And then Ava Cassidy. And she's gone from the flesh, you know. As Ava. But um, she wrote the version and then he adopted it because it's really so full of beautiful. <laughs> so
0: spirit of God is in this place. Isn't it? Yeah. So friends, we've been talking this morning a good bit about the Magi following their stars, and I gave you a sneak peek of what we're about to do, which is to receive star words for the new year. Star words as a way to have a guiding light to bring us closer and closer to Jesus, closer and closer to the sacred, And so this morning you'll have the opportunity to receive a star word for 2020. And this is a ritual that's apt on this Sunday where we celebrate Epiphany as we consider the Magi who followed the star to find baby Jesus, bringing their gifts. And so we too as a church are still seeking out Jesus. And we too are still following stars. And we too are still searching for the places where we might give our gifts and seeing how God's light might be revealed to us in new ways. So there's a quote from the writer T.S. Eliot that says this, For last year's words belong to last year's language, and this year's words await another voice. The words that guide our day-to-day intentions matter. The things that we say to ourselves inside, the things we say outside, our words do matter. Our intentions do matter. And so this morning, we'll get a positive word each to couple with our intentions, to draw ourselves nearer to God, nearer into relationship with the Holy Spirit this year. So when you receive this star word, what do you do with it? And the answer is you can do as much or as little as you like. You might choose to put this word on your refrigerator for this year or a bathroom mirror or a bulletin board in the office. You might choose to pray on it just for today or for 365 days You might choose to write about this word and how it's at work in your life and in your faith. It's completely up to you to see how this word might manifest positively in your life. So friends, this morning for our offering, one plate will go around just as usual, where you are free to give your gifts and offerings into that plate. But another plate is going to come around with star words in it. And so I invite you, if you're feeling a little bit bold, to just risk it and just take a word and see what happens. But we're not policing words, so if you take one and it just doesn't fit for you, just take another. Um, You can absolutely trade it out and no one's going to tell on you. So with that, have fun with this and choose your star word for this year. The offering will now be given and received. The star words will now be dispersed.